Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, Episode 18. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli. And this is the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income and create wealth for the long term. But tied in with that passive income and wealth creation is something that you need to have. It's a critical ingredient that is called mindset. What happens between your ears will help determine your level of success and whether you even get to where you want to get to. So you're in for a real treat today because my guest is Jay Massey. And if you want to talk about a real rags to riches story, he's got it. And he's very inspiring. So I wanted to bring him on the show because I thought this is the guy that I think you, our listeners, need to hear if you're stuck in a rut, just getting started, or want to break out and take your success today to the next level. So that's what today's show is about. It's about having a successful mindset and how to get there. So we'll get to that here in 30 seconds. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. All right. It's my pleasure to bring on Jay Massey to the show. Jay Massey is a full-time real estate investor. He's an entrepreneur, a popular podcaster, an author, speaker, coach, and an all-round problem solver. He invests his time looking for investment opportunities, which means that he solves problems through real estate and teaches others how to find and manage similar opportunities. Jay, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's my pleasure to have you. Just to give our listeners a sense of geography, can you tell them where you're located? Yeah, yeah. I'm out here in sunny Southern California, uh, Mission Viejo to be specific. Beautiful. I love SoCal. <laughs> it's kind of hard not to. I often tell people I live in a postcard. Yes. Yeah. Well, I tell people we live in a bubble, but it's, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. That's, both are true. Both are true. Yeah. So, so our listeners know the reason I wanted to bring you on the show is you have one of the most inspiring stories. And I've learned at a young age that mindset and attitude is absolutely key in order to be successful in anything you do, not just real estate investing, but anything. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate enough, uh, or maybe just lucky to come across Anthony Robbins when I was a teenager. And uh, this goes many, many years ago. I had ordered his uh, personal power program on audio cassette. Yes, they still, you know, they, they made those at one time. I guess millennials listening to this show probably won't know what an audio cassette is. It's all right. It's all right. It's what was before the CD, before the MP3. And yeah, it's, it's how we used to do it. It's old school. Yeah. And right after the eight track. Right. Exactly. Right after the eight track. Yeah. <laughs> so I listened to those audio tapes over and over and over again, and I really drilled it in as to the importance of mindset and attitude. So what I'd like you to do, if you don't mind, is start off with your story. I, I like to call it a rags to riches story, but tell us where you came from and how you got started, because it's the most inspiring story I've heard in a long time. <laughs> Thank you uh, for saying those those kind things again. No one 
actually would have, I wouldn't have chosen this to be my story. So let's be very clear on that. Uh, and, and secondly, I know that someone out there, uh, I don't know who you are, uh, but that's part of the reason I'm here today is because I'm hoping that whatever I say, something that I say inspires you to realize that there's still something left. You still have something in the tank and, and it can happen. It is possible. And you are the one that have been uniquely designated to go make that happen. So a few years ago, you know, my wife and I, uh, she by trade is a recruiter. I was a financial planner and we were doing, quote unquote, OK, or at least what we considered to be OK at the time. We had bought our first uh, a primary residence. It was a condo. And for those of you familiar with California real estate pre-crash, it's a twelve hundred square foot uh, condo in Anaheim, California, just north of Disneyland. Uh, for the low, low price of $350,000. Wow. And yeah, well, you know, when you don't know, you don't know. So, and, but we were happy. We were like, cool, we're finally, you know, doing something. Well, we had a miscarriage and then we went to go celebrate at Disney World when, you know, things got better and we I had gotten a new car or my first brand new car too. That was kind of cool. <laughs> and we were just going on a trip and then we, come back and just things start to happen in rapid succession. My wife gets pregnant again, which was, you know, cool because, you know, obviously that was my fault. But the the point here is when she's pregnant, she has a condition known as hyperemesis. It simply means that when she's pregnant, she cannot eat or drink. Uh, so one day to blow off steam, uh, I went to go and play volleyball. I jumped, I landed on a guy's head, punctured my lung. I was born with asthma. And a, a drug interaction while trying to fix that hole in my lung problem uh, made it impossible for me to walk and talk simultaneously without fainting. And that was the situation. You know, uh, obviously, in that situation, I learned what self-employment really means. I was unable to I mean, <laughs> you just ask yourself how many people want to come to the hospital to have their financial plan done. I mean, that's not really the way it's going to happen. So we started selling our personal position or personal possessions on eBay because that's the only thing I knew to do was to put whatever we had in the garage and closet and put it on eBay. And then once all of our stuff ran out, I started selling my friend's stuff. And then we started getting, quote unquote, professional about it and running around to other people's garage sales and buying their stuff and then reselling it on eBay. And so that people are clear, I would have to try to obtain some inventory on Thursday or Friday, hopefully sell it on Saturday and collect the money on Sunday. Otherwise, we would not eat on Monday. Wow. That was how it was. And, you know, at that time, you know, we were at the beginning of the whole downturn. And, you know, there are so many resources and tools today that were not available then. But we started getting those notices like, you know, many people have received and Eventually, it got to the point to where we were facing, you know, foreclosure of the primary residence and a, and a friend <laughs> comes to me at that point and he says, hey, I got a solution for you. I'm like, OK, uh, what? It's like you should become a real estate investor. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I have a credit score of 398 and I can barely put $75 together. And you are saying I should become a real estate investor. Why help me understand because the I thought when he said the words real estate investor, I jumped to I don't have any money and I definitely don't have any credit. So and he was like, he didn't care about that. He didn't let that stop him. And it was one of the few times in my life where, you know, uh, we didn't let what we didn't have stop us either. So we went to go find out what he was talking about. And the craziest thing occurred. 
what I was doing on eBay, you know, I would buy. So I'll take a cell phone, for example. You know, when a new cell phone comes out, the old one goes on sale and sometimes you can buy it cheap and discount it. So I would buy that phone. Uh, and specifically in this case, it was around the time CompUSA, for those of you who remember that store, uh, they were going out of business. So I bought every cell phone that I could from them from all the prior sales of garage sale stuff, et cetera. So I would buy that inventory and then I'd take it on eBay and resell it for a higher price and keep the spread in the middle. Now that's a tough, tough way. You got to do lots of transactions in order to eat and make a living, especially in Southern California. Right. So I, but what I didn't know is that there was a strategy in real estate that you could do the same thing. I'm like, cause all I did was quote unquote buy or, control the actual asset, the house in this case, and then sell that control to someone else for a fee. You know, usually to my, my beginning numbers were around $2,000 a transaction, uh, up to 26,000 when we were doing apartment complexes, et cetera. So that'd be wholesaling. Yeah. I had no idea that existed though. No one told me it's not like, you know, in high school or any part of the college before I dropped out, someone said, Hey, here's how you can wholesale so you can eat. <laughs> no one ever said that, that that was possible. Mm-hmm. I'd always heard you can't buy a house because you have a foreclosure. You're not going to be able to buy a house for seven years. Don't let that happen. You have no credit. You have no money. You can't do these things. And I had taken those things at face value. And it was through this process that forced me to look at the things that I had accepted as true and, and contest them. Well, are they really? Because And fortunately, the, some things that we all believe are true actually aren't, and we don't realize it until we are actually backed into a corner to, to go find out. Right. So how did you work your way out of that situation? You started wholesaling, and, and then yeah. what did you do? Well, the, the, I remember the first deal. It was June 18th, 08, closed on a house in San Bernardino. That was actually subject to, and I was like, oh, my God, because at the time, <laughs> that day we were still squatting in bank owned property and I had a rental property. I'm like, okay, this, this is weird. Do they know? But it didn't really matter. The, it, it, the only thing that mattered wasn't me. What mattered was, could we provide quality service to the tenant? Could our business, in this case, this one single family house provide service to the tenant? And I had, by that point, I had learned that there are people called property managers and there's nice people who helped me put the transaction called escrow companies that that facilitated all these, all these things. And that was actually my first transaction. And after that, I I realized something very important that real estate investing is a lot like tying your shoe. Uh, Once you've learned how to do it, you can repeat it as many times as necessary and the only difference between real estate investing and tying your shoe is that the marketplace doesn't pay you any money for knowing how to tie your shoe. Yeah. So you repeat the skill that actually brings in what the, the item that you want. And so three weeks later, that's what we did. Uh, we did 11 transactions that week. It was pretty awesome. Because uh, I went from, you know, that was the first time, you know, 20 plus thousand dollars in a week. I was like, wow, this is different. my world was changing right before my eyes and you know, my credit situation was still the same. In fact, the interesting thing about that week was that Friday was the same Friday. We got the notice on the door that the sheriff was finally, (laughs) they finally caught up with us and was actually coming to put us out. And we had, I had just gotten the, you know, 20 plus thousand dollars. So I was like, well, that's kind of good timing. Yeah. (laughs) 
Perfect timing. <laughs> and that's what we did. We ended up using those funds to, to move. But I had discovered this new skill set and I said, well, let's keep doing it. And that's what, you know, that's what happened. By the end of 08, we had done a close to two dozen transactions, had created a, a, a six-figure income for the first time in, in my life ever. Uh, first time in my family tree that ever happened. Then in 09, we did like 90 transactions because I'm like, I like this thing. But it was uh, 2010, uh, I switched to, I was like, you know, I keep getting these fees and those fees are wonderful, but I have to keep getting them. So I was like, how can I keep some of these houses? And we started beginning to keep them, uh, learning how to buy, you know, 10, 20, 30 at a time, uh, learning to raise capital. And then eventually I started down this apartment building uh, track and started collecting those. And now we have a commercial asset as well as a cell phone tower um, as well in our our portfolio and a little more than 300 uh, units uh, in terms of apartments. Yeah. Like I said, that's an amazing story. It's, it's almost like rags to riches, but you know, one of the things you said that that is a key takeaway is you didn't let your situation define you or hold you back. You had poor credit, no cash, health issues. Uh, You know, you were, (laughs) you were squatting in a place, Uh, you know, you you didn't let that stop you. You didn't say, well, no, it's not possible. Uh, you, You just, you just did it. Well, yeah. I mean, and here's the truth of the word possible. It's always been possible for every person listening, myself, you, everything we think of. Is it possible? Sure. It just hasn't been probable because you, we probably haven't put ourselves in the right you know, uh, environment in order to make those things happen. I mean, you've heard it said more than once, you got to be in the right place at the right time. Well, that's true, but only partially. You also have to be the right person. And for most of us, and I, I take some heat from time to time for saying this, but don't don't really care because uh, we're way too comfortable, you know, and we're too doggone afraid to go out there and do what we know we want to do and actually become the person and step into the greatness I think we were born to be. We're just too scared. And I throw myself into that same, you know, lot. I was too scared. I wouldn't have done what I've done if those things hadn't happened. I know that. However, many of people have had many things happen to them and it's learning to respond differently because that that's what made the difference that that was the first time I had responded differently to stressful stimulus, period. And I had a different response. I didn't have the, oh, I need to go get another job. Or, I mean, there have been times in my life where I've worked three jobs because I was trying to, you know, keep it all together. But this time, that was not an option for me. That option was cut off and I had to, forced to, find something different and grow in ways that I had never envisioned myself growing, never planned on growing, always thought it would be great one day if I could, but I was too doggone comfortable and I was finally uncomfortable enough to do something about it. Yeah. This always reminds me of uh, Henry Ford's famous saying, you know, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. <laughs> Correct. So it really is a mindset because if you got it straight between your ears, then everything else will just follow. Well, and that's that's the that's the funny thing about it is business is um, it's unfortunately not something that we're trained in how to do uh, because of one major skill set that's missing. And, and that's simply failing. You know, I think personally, for those of you listening, if, if you're an athlete of any kind, uh, especially collegiate and or professional, 
you have a distinct advantage in business simply because you've learned how to fail, period. And that's the number one thing most non-athletes don't have. They don't know how to fail because we experience failure and we go, oh, my God, it's over. And not realizing that failure is a part of the process of success. Yeah. You know, I've heard you say to fail forward, fail fast and fail frequently. Can you elaborate on that? Because I love that saying. Sure, sure. Okay. So what and this is exactly what tends to happen, uh, you know, especially between kindergarten through 12th grade, we're taught to first of all, get it right. The first time with no help, which is the exact antithesis of everything that happens in business. Very few people get it right. And we definitely don't get it right the first time. And we don't get it right without help. Those are three things we must learn to do first and foremost. So on the way to learning to do those those things, you're going to have failure events, right? Which means when they happen, what our typical response to failure is, is to go the other way. Ooh, I failed. I guess I'm not good at chemistry, so I won't try that anymore. Or, ooh, I failed. You know, I tried to, to sell my product. No one bought it. Well, maybe the issue isn't the product, but you, your sales skills are horrible today. Every master was once a disaster. Okay. No (laughs) one is really born like, oh, I got it straight. So, and we don't fail forward. We don't make, take any value from that mistake. And we start over in a completely different industry or a completely different way. And we don't fail forward. The second thing, and when it comes to, uh, frequently, we just what, what what ends up happening is we wait too long. Uh, imagine if you would, you know, you're teaching your kid or, or you're watching someone learn to walk or even ride a bike. You know, today uh, they, you know, let's say it's Saturday afternoon. You're going to teach them to ride a bike. Oh, they fell. OK, cool. You fell. Uh, so we'll come back three Saturdays from now and try again. That's not going to work. <laughs> you got to get back on and do it again fail a lot right next to each other in succession. That's when you're going to learn the most faster. I mean, yeah, if I said it take 12 failure events before you actually got it right, you can spread those 12 failure events out over a year or you can do them all in one day. And often we we reel so bad from that first failure event, we don't want to experience it again. So we like, I'll take the year option. And then we wonder why we keep bouncing from seminar to seminar and still haven't done a deal. And you know, uh, failing fast is is exactly what I mean. I want you to condense those um, those failure events. I want you to I mean, I want you to have all of those failure events in a week if you can. I, I mean, I've, unfortunately, I can't give you the promise. Do a thousand, write a thousand offers. And I guarantee by the end, uh, you'll have a million dollars in the bank. I can't say that, but it's kind of like that it, because you get so much better, especially later. That the the ramp up period, like the time my first two years versus the last, you know, what's it been now? Four or five. The the quickness with which we've added more units. It's insane simply because it got so much easier later. And but it's because I've had so many experiences really tight knit right on top of each other. And many of us think <laughs> it's one of my favorite things when people say, I, you know, how long you been at your job? I've been at my job for, you know, 20 years. I've got 20 years of experience. I question that. I don't think you have 20 years of experience. I think you have one year of ex- experience repeated 20 times. Yeah. You know, you've done the same thing over and over and over again. And we've got to learn to power through that. That's how you grow. That's how you 
become something or someone of value. And the only difference, and I, I'm sure Marco, you'll, you'll agree with me here. The only difference between us and those listening to us is that we've just been willing to take more lumps, bumps, and bruises faster. And now we're just sharing with you guys what happened. Yeah. And the important thing is, is when you get knocked down on your knees, you have to get up, dust yourself off and keep going. And to tie yeah. this, to tie this back to real estate for real estate investors that are listening, you learn from all your experiences. And the important thing is, is to walk away with a lesson. And not every real estate transaction is going to work out perfectly. In fact, many of them don't. Not every tenant is going to be perfect. Some of your tenants are going to stop paying. <laughs> They're going to lose their job or damage your property. And, you know, these, these quote unquote failures are really opportunities to learn from and to build on. So the next time you can try to avoid those problems. Yes, indeed, indeed. In fact, if if I may, when you say, I'm going to take that to the uh, to a completely different level, just so that people can really understand. When you've seen things happen on the news, that's possibly somebody's tenant. That building in the background that's on fire was someone's investment. <laughs> you know, the 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 Unabomber he rented from somebody, right? I mean, it's people that that and and I know all those things. I, you know, maybe we just <laughs> we just thinned the herd right there. Yeah, you know? I think we did. Yeah. But at the end of the day, to tell you that it's anything other than that would just be false because there are people. Life happens. You know, you have a flat tire. They can have a flat tire, too. Uh, you know, the, things happen. And that's just part of it. You're being intimately you are involving yourself. How much time do you spend at home? Well, now you're involved in that many more people's lives at their own home, which happens to be your investment. Yeah. So you just got to keep that in mind. Yeah. And, you know, we all make mistakes. I, I've lost literally hundreds of thousands of dollars 10 plus years ago on real estate transactions that just didn't pan out. You know, things happened. You know, I've, I've gotten ripped off by property managers and all kinds oh, of things. So I got to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I could have said, you know, this real estate investing is for the birds. It doesn't work. Or, you know, the people who are successful are lucky. Well, no, they, they, the people who are successful, you know, they, they might've been investing for 10 or 20 years um, but you know, we look at them and, they, and we say they're an overnight success. Well, no, that overnight success <laughs> happened over the course of 20 years. Right. You know, so it, it just doesn't work that way. You have to be persistent and you have to fail forward fast and frequently. Like you say. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell my team, we're about four years from, we're four years away from being an overnight success. Unfortunately, last year, I also said it was four years away from being an overnight success. So they, they hate it when I say it because it's always four years. Yeah. So, you know, this begs the question. We've, we've said the word success probably 40, 50 times in this, uh, this podcast episode. Uh -huh. So it's somewhat subjective. How do you define success? I know you have a, a formula or a definition for it, but how do you define success? Uh, for me, you know, it has a lot to do with why I started doing this in the first place. So for me, I, I make success simple. I think for too many of us, we we complicate it. So simple things that tell me I've had a successful day or, you know, like today, I, I get to drop my kids off at school. Uh, I suspect uh, that we will eat food today because you've got to understand when I was starting, I was fighting for food, bread, milk, water electricity, making sure that those things stayed on. 
if you've ever had to make a decision between electricity or food, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Those were the definition of successful days. So it's easy for me to feel successful in that way. And I think too many times we make success hyper challenging for us because some of you, you have a definition that says I will be a success once I have uh, done a million dollars of revenue in a year. Well, what happens when you only do 900,000? By definition, you're not successful. And we've got to learn to play this game with ourselves uh, so that we can stay in the positive mental mindset that allows us to achieve things that the prior version of ourselves never did or can never conceive. And if you can manage those states and emotions to keep pushing you forward, you got a shot at doing some incredible things. And the best thing about real estate is it doesn't really take hundreds of units in order to make a substantial difference no. in your life. That's right. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to hear about successful people who are multimillionaires and are still unhappy and miserable because their definition of success is a hundred million when they're only quote unquote at ten million. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, so it, again, it goes back to mindset. You know, how are you defining success, and how are you defining, you know, everything that you do and how you do it? So success is important. I think. Everybody wants to be successful, but everybody's definition of success is different. Indeed. I mean, if you're going to if, if you're playing a game and you know you're playing a game, write the rules to make it easiest for yourself to win. There's a reason the tax laws are what they are, because those that wrote the rules made it easy for themselves to win. And this is no different. You can be successful if you make the rules easy. And then nothing builds momentum that more than the feeling of success except the feeling of failure. They both compound. You're going to go one way or the other. So you might as well make it easy to go the way you want to go. Sure. Yeah. Turn it, in, turn it around into your favor. Um, we're both fans of Robert Kiyosaki. I know you're a big fan of Robert Kiyosaki. I, I think education is very important. In fact, I've made it my first rule of my 10 rules of successful real estate investing is, is knowledge. And so education is important. And in fact, I, I think that it's not just knowledge that's important in education, but applying that knowledge is important. So you're an educator. What is it about your body of work that inspires you and, and that you also turn around and help inspire people with? Well, and what's interesting is what happened. So if we're going to have that conversation, we have to talk about why it happened so that it makes sense is that I, I had two business mentors pass away right at the age of 40. And that got my attention. And I was like, what would happen if I, you know, if that happened to me, if I was on that plane, what would my family, kids, et cetera, be left with? And at that time, we were only at about 117 units or so. And I'm like, cool, great. They get a whole bunch of property. We've all had the story and heard the story of, you know, spoiled rich kids, et cetera. And I'm like, I ain't having that. So <laughs> what are we going to do? And what's more valuable? And I thought was was more valuable was the experiences that I've had, the things that I've gone and grown through and making sure that if something did happen, there was a record somewhere that my kids could listen to or watch or read and be able to go, OK, this is what dad did. So here's what I've got to do. And I was like, OK, cool. I guess that means I have to keep a diary. And then it became down, came down to figuring out, OK, what's this diary about? What do I do? Well, we build and develop assets that produce cash flow. Thus, the name of the company, Cashflow Diary. 
this continues because in the you know in the process a friend said to me hey um I bet adults would be interested in this information. I mean, if you're going to go through this process and list out step by step what people need to do for your kids, I bet you adults would want to know too. And I'm like, hey, you got a point. So we started the podcast, started the website, started all those things. And I wanted to see if I was actually putting down the information that allow people to duplicate. And that was the thing that was, and I was like, okay, if people A, you know, consume this information and use it to go out there to produce results in their lives without me like having to necessarily hold their hands all the time. That tells me I have taught and and shown and shared what they need to know and do in order to be effective in the marketplace. So the customers ended up becoming the students ended up becoming the actual guinea pigs and test case to make sure that the information I gave everybody was what my kids could use, which I thought was I thought was pretty interesting, especially now since we've been able to help uh, retire a number of people from their full time jobs or businesses. And I'm like, OK, cool. I, I did it right. Yay. That, <laughs> and so now having had that feeling of having people email you that say, hey, I because of you, in fact, it just happened again yesterday. A guy said, you know what, because of you, I was able to to get my very first duplex. I just came back from uh, Indiana. I bought my duplex. It's cash flowing positive. I cannot believe these things are happening for me. Thank you. And now he's completely different on a completely tr- different trajectory. And and I we get those emails on a semi-regular basis. And I'm just like, okay, cool. That's the stuff that makes the difference. That's the stuff that's going to change any economy. That's the stuff that's going to change families. That's the stuff that's going to make a long-term, long-lasting difference in the mindset of many other families, husbands, fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers that I care about. And even if it's only 0.001% of a degree change, I'll take it because I know that the information that I've learned has forever changed my family tree. Uh, and if if I can just leave one nugget with anybody and see some tangible results from that, I get hyper excited about it. So we're hyper results driven because, I mean, yeah, there's a time for specialized knowledge, but there's also a time for what I call massive and immediate action. Uh, in, in our community, we often use the words move at the speed of instruction mm-hmm. and you got to go that it, it, it's enough talking about it. Do it. I mean, you, you, it's not as complicated as you want to make it. It's really, really simple. Tell me what you produced. And we've helped a number of people, regardless of where they're starting from, from zero or to the people who think they're heroes, uh, actually make more progress in a shorter period of time than they thought. I mean, I was just on the phone with one of our community members yesterday. He's actually living abroad in Spain. OK, so you want to talk about trying to make real estate investing in the U.S. difficult go to the second most complicated tax district in the world, Spain, and deal with the number one most complicated tax district in the world, the U.S. That's right. And and try to do real estate that way. But he's managed to do it. Not only that, and this is what's key. He came when, when we first, you know, were talking, he was like, yeah, I, I'd like to be able to, you know, get to $10,000 a month in 10 years or something like that. I'm like, dude, why do you think it's going to take that long? I'm like this. That's a 12 month thing. Easy. Yeah. And he's, he told me uh, yesterday that he was a couple hundred away from that. And it's only it's been maybe 12 months now. And mind you, he's doing this from Spain remotely and building a portfolio in the U.S. 
Now he's got his sight set on, okay, well, how can I get to, you know, 50 units and, and larger apartment buildings and all this other stuff? And it, it, I'm telling you, it's, the thing is, is we put caps and limiters on ourselves in ways that we don't believe. My job is to, <laughs> is to remove those caps and limiters, just hit you square between the eyes to tell you that you can do it, give you the tools to do it, and then give, make sure that you're held accountable and have done it. That's right. Yeah, that was very well said. And we can be our worst, our own worst enemies. We shackle our own legs sometimes, not even knowing that we're doing that. Yeah. But you're right. I agree with you uh, regarding the feeling of satisfaction in helping other people achieve their goals or or put them on the path to achieving their goals. Um, You know, we we have uh, a client, you know, our investment counselors are very happy when we have clients come back to us and they say, yeah, the first deal is going well, but now I'd like to buy another one. Well, that's just basically telling us that, you know, they, they made the right decision. We were successful in helping them. And now they're looking to add two, three, four, or however many more. Uh, so that's a good sign, but it feels good knowing that we're helping them and they're helping themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's an upward spiral as far as satisfaction. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I mean, uh, so let's, let's be clear. Am I still out there acquiring more assets? Yes. In fact, uh, I've decided to start buying some commercial retail, et cetera, stuff in the Orange County area, which is new for me. I normally deal out of state, except the rules for commercial real estate in California are actually more favorable uh, to me than residential. Right. Uh, so I, I'd still intend to do all that. However, uh, and that's satisfying. But what is actually I've learned about myself, what's now more satisfying is helping the guy yesterday to get his first duplex. I'm like, yes, that's why I'm trying to. That's why I'm killing myself, having interviews, figuring out how to do all this stuff that I've never done before. And 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 to figure out just how to distill what I know down to a science so that it can be duplicated. And the cool thing that I'm learning is that the way that I've taught it, we've got students in the U.K., uh, we've got students in Germany, Papua New Guinea, Australia, and they're all emailing in going, it works. I'm like, good, yeah. <laughs> great. Uh, tell a friend and keep going, you know, because we can all make a difference if we would but try. Yeah. So you've touched upon this book. Now, I know you released your book about a year ago, and it's Cashflow Diary, 10 Steps to Creating Wealth in Any Economy. Yes. Expand on it. Take another minute. Expand on that. You've touched upon it and why... You, you wrote the book, but just tell our listeners a little bit more about it. Well, what happened is, again, around that same time when my business mentors passed away, I, I got bored, uh, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I got bored. I I'd spent an entire uh, summer. All I did was play with uh, photography equipment and remote control helicopters. That's really all I did. And I started helping people for free around the Orange County area. And what happened is I started getting the same question over and over and over again. And then there started to be too many people. And I'm just like, okay, I'm tired of answering the same question. And I can't keep I, I can't keep doing this because there's just too many people. So I was like, you know, uh, I had a conversation with uh, Blair Singer, one of the Rich Dad advisors. Yep. And uh, backstage, he was telling me it was like, what you have to do is like, you've got to figure out a way to get you to many people simultaneously. He's like, you got to develop a one to many strategy. And I didn't have, I mean, it was a quick conversation. We didn't have enough time to actually delve into what he meant. I just translated that into, okay, that means 
I need a book and I need video. I need something that one to many. So me to as many people, many derivatives of Jay as humanly possible, being able to serve as many people as possible. So a hundred people could read the book at once and it not necessarily tax me for energy once the book is created. So that's what I started to do. I put the most common things that I'm asking inside one book, then uh, put them in stepped in terms of steps of what it's going to take for people to get started, for people to generate leads, for people to raise the capital that they need, uh, identifying property, learning how to deal with your mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. I put some case studies in there and then we had to edit it down to 320 pages <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> because that was just too much. There was just too much to, to, <laughs> to make it work. But um, yes, we it's now uh, done, uh, which is great. So and it's available Kindle, uh, PDF, as well as in book, uh, physical book form for those of you who still like pages, uh, as well as it's in the iTunes, uh, Apple Books, it's our iBooks and, and uh, audiobook as well. All because I didn't want anybody to have an excuse, you know, yeah. uh, of I don't like to read. Well, listen. Well, I don't like to listen. Well, read. <laughs> you know, uh, I can't. It, it, it's like, look, there is no excuse for us. Uh, the only reason, you know, you choose the if you're unhappy with the life that you currently have, there's only one person to blame. And it's not Obama. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And. We can do something about it. You can do something about it if you would but choose. So we've done our best uh, to provide as much complimentary materials we possibly can and also give people very, very clear direction. Do this. And some of the most rewarding things is that I've met some people who have actually purchased the book and saw them later and they have like tabs and highlights in it. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't know it'd become like a reference book or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, that's neat. Uh, I never envisioned it being that, but I, I've seen that happen a number of times. So, so does that go back to leading by instruction? It, yeah, you, leading, you mean moving at the speed of instruction? Or moving at the speed of instruction? Yes, is that, absolutely. Okay, so that's how you wrote the book. Uh, absolutely, because I was like, I had no, I didn't, I was just trying to figure out a way to, to get the information out of my head into some written form that I could help more people at the same time. Cause there's just too many things to say about how, especially about how we think incorrectly so that we can begin thinking correctly to create the reality that we're after. Right. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I can't wait to read your book. What else uh, would you like to share Jay with our listeners before we wrap up here? Um, I think what's important is that they, they, they attack each and every one of these episodes. I mean, uh, that you're putting up here and, and understand that when they go into each episode to come out with an objective, and if they start to train their minds to expect a result from each and every thing they do from a time investment perspective, they'll begin to see change in a very, very rapid pace. Uh, because most of the time we, we spend so much time worrying about a return on our investment. Uh, in terms of dollars, but we never think about a return on our time. Mm -hmm. And once you start to think that way, uh, I won't need to tell you to watch less TV and read more books. I won't need to tell you to go to another seminar or download more podcasts or actually write another offer. You'll start to do all those things naturally because you're like, hey, I need to get a return on this 15 minutes I got because it's so precious. Yeah, well said. Yeah, I think it was about time that we had a, a podcast episode on mindset and attitude because it it goes hand in hand with successful real estate investing or anything else you do. So 
this was uh, this was great having you on. Thank you. Well, Jay, I appreciate your time. You know, I I I, I enjoyed this episode. And uh, tell our listeners how they can find you and and get your book. Sure. Um, here, here's what I'll do. I'll do two things. One, uh, for those of you, we also have an, a podcast in iTunes and it's also syndicated in Stitcher Radio. It's, you can go to cashflowdiarypodcast.com, cashflowdiarypodcast.com and a link will take you straight there. And then uh, because I know all of you want a way, you, I don't want nobody to have an excuse. Here's what I want you to do. You're listening on that wonderful iPhone right now. So go ahead and send a text message to 72000. That's 72000. Text the word book to 72000. And put in your details. And what I'll do is I'll email you a copy of the a PDF copy of the book that we were talking about today. So you'll get that automatically. For those of you who are outside the U.S., uh, you just want to go to cashflowdiary.com forward slash free book. And the same thing will happen for you as well. Excellent. Well, I appreciate that, Jay. Great. Well, thanks for spending the time with us. We'll get this episode out soon and uh, we will look forward to having you on the show again. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Jay. Well, there you have it. A true success story. Jay's a very interesting guy. A true rags to riches story to go from having nothing, not being able to afford food, Uh, to building a real estate empire of 150 properties or more is an amazing achievement. But I'm sure you could tell that he really had his head screwed on right. He had the right mindset, the right attitude. He just believed that he couldn't fail. And that's the important thing. And even if you do fail, you have to get up and keep going until you actually are successful. So that's pretty much it for this week. I hope you found the show enjoyable. Uh, Download the free report we have at PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com. It is the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing. If this is your first time listening, please remember to subscribe. And here's my ethical bribe for everybody. We're looking for ratings and reviews. So if you could go to iTunes or even Stitcher, but iTunes preferred, and leave us a rating and review, I will send you a brand new custom design mug that we have on order should be here at the end of the month. And it is our keep calm and invest on mug. And uh, there's a picture of it on our website. So you can go and take a look at that. But uh, all you have to do is just uh, send us uh, proof or a copy of your review to reviews at noradarealestate.com. I will drop one in the mail for you. That's about it. So thank you for listening. And we will see you next week on the next episode. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.